Hey, Scooby Squad. Welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Monica. And today's story is about a dog who is loyal to his master even from beyond the grave. It's spooky season. It's spookiness. I'm so excited. Seasons. I need it to be sweater weather. We so had bad. some. When? Oh, like it one was day cold last week. How? No, it, it was, was like not. three days where I was freezing. Yeah, okay, but it can be like seventy degrees and you're freezing. No, it was like sixty. No, it wasn't. That's sweater weather. It was not sixties. Um. I'm wearing, I mean, I'm wearing a sweater now and it's like 80 degrees out and I just don't care about it. So, yeah. Or you can just, that's like what you do. Say, I want to wear a sweater. Go wear a sweater. Well, that's what I did. Yeah. Um, so since it's spooky season, we are going to be doing some spooky dog tales yeah. in the month of October. So, and my spooky black and orange Halloween cat is here. Yeah, she is. She usually come up while we're. No, she doesn't. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> she is a little like spooky looking. A little sometimes. It, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> scary. The amount of times she scared me from around the corner in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very, very pretty torty. She is. Very dark colors. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, quick update on Marty and Maisie. I talked about them last week. So those are the dogs that my brother and his wife found, like, in their apartment complex. Um, They're going to be able to keep them. Yeah. Like, yeah, most likely. Hey. They're still, like, working out. All the, you know, logistics. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but they should be able to keep them. Um, no liver disease for Marty. So that's... That's amazing. Really. Yeah. So that was really exciting to hear that he doesn't have any liver disease. Um, but still donate to their GoFundMe. Is it GoFundMe? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it is a GoFundMe, but it is, like, something similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll still donate to them though. Um, they still have a lot of medical expensive expenses going on. Um, they had like really bad fleas and like worms and they still have to get spayed and neutered. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So all that is a lot, but yeah. Good news about those two. Um Do you want to just jump right in? We can, but I thought you had a a uh, funny oh, oh, Buffy did. Oh, the frog. Yes. Okay. And a spooky friend. <laughs> uh, so. They're kind of spooky-ish. I mean, Go with no, witches. They do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So the frog. So I like got home and he was like, hey, I really need your thoughts on something. Because something <laughs> weird happened and I don't know what happened. And I was like, okay, yeah, exactly, like, fun, great, interesting, excited to know about what's going on. Um, And so he said that, so he he normally takes her out in the mornings, because I have to get up early, and I am not built for getting up early. I early well. I don't early. Good. Uh, It's, no. So, I don't take her out in the mornings. He, he'll do that. Um, so he had taken her out in the morning. Okay. And then he'd forgotten his lunch. So he came home for lunch. 
you know, got Buffy out, I think took her out for another walk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but he comes home and there's a dead, dried up frog in the middle of our living room floor. Uh-huh. And he was like, I'm pretty sure we would have noticed that, right? Like, I'm pretty sure that yeah. hasn't just, like, been Bit there here. for two weeks. I was like, yeah, no, we would have noticed. Um, mm-hmm. So our best theory, our working theory, is that she, like, grabbed it on her first walk in the morning. Yeah. Like, had it in her mouth. It was already dead, and she picked it. It was already dead on the road, right? She picked it up, put it in her mouth, which is just, love that. Uh-huh. Um, great. And then just like spit it out on the carpet and he didn't notice that she'd spit it out on the carpet. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's delightful. <laughs> it was delightful. I was glad that I didn't have to was it the one that came home to the mummified frog. But yeah. Anyway. That's so fun. we've already talked about like, you know, mummies and frogs. Mummies and witches. Yeah. So yeah. let's get into a ghost. It's my spooky sound. That's your spooky sound. <laughs> it's great. That's beautiful. Love it. It's all number one. So we're gonna be talking about the ghost hound of Goshen today. So cool. this story comes from South Carolina, and in South Carolina, there's a road called Old Buncombe Road that extends through Sumter National Forest in Union County. And it's called Old Buncombe because it goes up to um, Buncombe County, North Carolina. I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, man, there must have been some important guy whose last name is Buncombe <laughs> because there's lots of places that alter him. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. That's, that's why it's called Buncombe Road. Wow. So the road is shrouded with trees on either side. There's a very rural. I can, no one can say this. Rural. Rural. I'm nobody. I nailed it. Ain't <laughs> hey, nobody. Uh, and one of the experts on this story was saying that this is like the most, one of the most isolated parts of South Carolina. So very unlikely that you'd come across another vehicle on this drive. He described it as a drive where you have to fill up before you start the drive. Oh, yeah. On this road because there's nothing. Like when you drive to like Tennessee. Yes. So... You might run into another creature, though, the ghost town of Goshen Hill, sometimes known as known as Old Happy or Happy Dog. Um, oh, it that's a very misleading name. That's sad. Very much a misnomer. <laughs> oh, so no. the legend goes that in the days before the Civil War, so this isn't part of the legend. This is actual like history. In the days before the Civil War, there was a small town known as Goshen Township on Old Buncombe Road. The legend goes that in around somewhere around the 1850s, a merchant visited Goshen with his all-white great mastiff dog. Most of the tales that I saw said it was a um, a mastiff. Okay. There were a couple that said a Great Dane, but most of the pictures I saw were like, you know, more shaggy and stuff. So a great mastiff would fit better. Gotcha. So he was passing through Goshen, just stopped a little bit to you know, sell his wares and all that. And while he and his dog were there, a gruesome murder occurred. The people, oh, no. oh, yeah. People in the town were shocked. And they're obviously trying to figure out who could have done this. Yeah. And it eventually, you know, there were no suspects, no leads to go on. 
And they were, you know, eventually just looking for someone to pin the murder. Um, and the peddler was an obvious scapegoat. No one knew him in town. No one could vouch for him. And the timing little dust, right, was just enough to rouse their suspicions. So legend has it that there was barely a trial. So they, he, this man was arrested um, and tried for the murder. And tried is a very loose term. Uh, was barely really a trial before he was found guilty and publicly hanged for the murder. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the town... It basically, like, turned into a lynch mob instead of an actual, like, hanging or actual, like, trying to seek justice. It just turned into a lynch mob. Whoa. Yeah. So it's said that the dog stayed by his master's side all throughout the hanging. Like, he was there next to his master the entire time, refused to leave. He would constantly, once they buried the peddler... This dog would be sitting at his master's grave, would howl at his master's grave for days on end. Aww. And it got to the point where the citizens of Goshen were just sick of hearing his incessant cries. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have murdered his owner. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yep. Um, There's another telling of the story that claims that he died of starvation Waiting at his master's grave. That's one of the versions of the story that I found. Um, another version says that later the actual murderer confessed. And they were so tired of hearing the dog's wails. And then on top of that being reminded that like they'd killed an innocent man. Mm, hadn't really given him a trial. Hadn't really given him a, a chance to you know, prove his innocence. They just they hung him. Um and so that guilt, like, and the dogs wailing, they decided to um, shoot the dog. And oh, so they, they yeah. Um, but, or one said that they that he was shot. One actually said that he was stoned to death. What? Yeah. Oh, so I really thought it wasn't that one. I mean, neither of those are good, but like... This is why North Carolina is the better of the Carolinas. Um, Yes. <laughs> Hot take. Don't care about it. Um, <laughs> um, Good Lord. This poor dog. I know. And this obviously vision of the land. Where our focus is obviously on the animal side, but like, goodness gracious. Yeah. This poor guy yeah, is walking through town. Horrible. Horrible little dog. Yeah. Just going for a stroll. Yep. I know. That's so sad. So the dog's wails did not stop. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, justice. So since then, ever since the night when that dog was killed, the dog's howls have been heard at night. And there have even been sightings of a white dog on this stretch of road. So, people have been seeing this dog on the five-mile stretch of road for 150 years. Wow. And most of the sightings, they tend to follow kind of the same pattern. A person will be driving down the road, whether car or horseback, because, again, this was, like, you know, before the Civil War when the ha when this mm -hmm. happened. Um, so, they'll be 
driving down the road, no matter how fast they go, the dog will be running right in step with whatever vehicle. Holy crap, that would be so scary. I know. Yeah. Whoa. And as soon as you stop the car or stop the horse as it was, you know, like when the first sightings mm-hmm. began, the dog would be right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So the dog wouldn't keep running ahead. It'd be right in front of you, growling and burying its teeth. Um, and some people have reported seeing it throw its head back and start howling. Um, the, the first reported sightings were from slaves that had seen the dog staring at them through the fog as they walked on this stretch of road. And oh my gosh. Yeah. And unfortunately, but not surprisingly, no one really believed those stories. Of um, course not. Oh my yeah. gosh. Which, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am a skeptic. I I am too. I would. It wouldn't really matter who it was for me. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd but, probably be like, Nah. Are you sure? Like, yeah. Wild dogs be around, right? You, you know, saw a dog. They they go places. Um. So one boy. There's one story of a slave boy who was sent to the doctors on the back of a mule because his master, the boy's master, was sick. Um. So when he arrived at the doctors. He was clearly terrified. He was breathing really hard. He was shaking. And he saw he had he said he had just seen the biggest dog of his life. Whoa. Um, he said that he had urged the mule to go as fast as possible, but it was never fast enough. And at one point the mule the mule got so spooked he almost threw the boy off. Oh my which god. Which really dangerous. Yeah. Uh, when that happened, the dog stopped and just started staring at the boy. Oh, um, when the boy turned into Dr. Douglas's driveway, that's when he looked back to make sure he was safe and the dog vanished into the fog. Huh. Yeah. So, again, people didn't really believe the dog. Like, they might have believed, like, oh, he was scared of something, but not believed, like, it was a ghost dog, which, like, Mm -hmm. again, I can't fault them. Um. But then Dr. James Cofield of Goshen Hill had a sighting. He saw it too. So he was on horseback at night. He was coming home from visiting a patient's home. And he saw a white dog appear through the fog. The dog ran alongside the horse, keeping in step with the horse. Hmm. He wove, the dog wove in and out of the horse's hooves, spooking the horse. And... You know, Dr. Cofield had a whip with him because he, I don't know, I guess you used it, like, while you're driving the horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 like that, yeah. And he tried to use it to get the dog away, but he reported that the whip would pass right through the dog's body. Weird. He said, in his telling of it, he said that the dog's eyes burned like coal and had a hideous grin, and that's why the dog got the name Old Happy, Oh, even though this variant is anything, but it just is yeah. the, the toothy, hideous grin that he's have. Yeah, I know it makes it like even more. Spooky. Yeah, I mean sometimes when when dogs bare their teeth, it kind of can look like a smile. Yeah, because just of the way that because their their lips are tight and mm-hmm. so it kind of is in the shape of a smile. But yeah. Not a smile, guys. No. Not a smile. No. It was not just like a friendly boy. Yeah. Yeah. 
this this dog, this ghost dog, is clearly out for revenge, which we're gonna get in a little more into. Oh, yeah, cool. Right now, actually, so <laughs> a few men who were supposedly involved in the lynch hanging of the peddler were also attacked by the ghost dog. Oh, fun! Yeah, which this Wait. part I'm actually like, get it? Yeah, attacked. I guess, I guess when I think attack, I think something like it's actually physically touching them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But they said everything they shot at it went through it. Okay, just go on. Yeah, you talk. Cool. <laughs> so one man who had been involved in the lynch hanging of that peddler um, was being chased by the hound at night. He tried to shoot the apparition, but bullets passed straight through the dog's body. Um, the dog chased him, and he landed in a creek where he nearly drowned. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, the man that shot the dog was never injured. So, like, back when the dog was still, like, an actual dog, mm-hmm. the one that actually killed the dog was never physically injured but he was so fearful of the dog his entire life he refused to travel that stretch of road whoa and he would go all the way around to try to avoid the stretch of road where this dog was said to lurk um goodness later his this man his son went missing within that five mile stretch and was never found whoa yeah what so even though that dog wasn't able to do anything to this man he still got his revenge and um another side that happened to his that had yeah. to his kid though and like revenge should be on the person that did it the thing to you i know if that's if you if revenge is your thing right <laughs> Which we're not saying it should be. No. I'm talking about dog. We're not understand. Right. Like, not encouraging. There's no. We're teachers. Yeah. Revenge starts fights at school. We don't like that. No, we don't. Uh, bad, bad. Um, One sighting. There's another sighting that resulted in bodily harm. When a man was chased down the stretch of road and he returned to wherever it was he was headed with scratch marks on his neck where he said the dog attacked him. Now... Whoa. Yeah. Now, skeptics believe that he ran into barbed wire, and that's what caused the scratch marks. Hmm. But he claimed, like, he he maintained it was the dog that scratched him. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So... Most of the final sightings occurred during, like, the 1970s. There was one more sighting reported in 1998, but I couldn't find, like, any details or anything about that. Um, And part of why there might not be very many details or sightings after is just probably because the story stopped being newsworthy. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Tales like this legends like this that have gone on for so long kind of (laughs) kind of did start you know they do stop at some point becoming newsworthy so um yeah yeah so i get that um ernest sheely 
is the curator of the Newberry Museum. And he did an interview at one point. He said that there's parts of the legend that just don't make sense. Um, huh. So the man, the peddler, was said to be buried in Ebenezer Church Cemetery. But that doesn't necessarily line up with the roads that are involved. Um, so one theory that he has could be that the original road that is involved in the story is no longer there. You, I mean, like, you know, roads change, like they change name or they'll like, you know, merge it into another road or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so his theory is that the ghost dog now haunts the roads that run parallel to the original road. Um, but he said, and I kind of like this quote, he said, there's something to be said for a legend that just won't go away. Yeah. So. Agreed. That's pretty cool. And that is the legend of the ghost hound of Goshen. Nice. That's really interesting. I know. Yeah. I know. I again I am not I'm very much a skeptic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not one to chase down the like find the removal and go go test that out though either. No, I don't know. I'm I have just enough belief that something could happen. Yeah. Not to go Right. Check it out and see, uh, poke around and find out exactly. if you will. I'm also not going to try to, like, if somebody says that they've seen a ghost, if they have, you know, if you have a story about seeing a ghost or something like that, I, I'm i not want to discredit yeah. what you're trying to say. Like, I, you know, but. I'm not going to tell someone what they saw. Or absolutely. Saw, right. But, but I'm definitely a skeptic. But I, but I agree. I mean, I'm a science teacher. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like my proof. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but even, you know, even if it's just a legend, I think it's still a really interesting story, a really fun, spooky story. Yeah. Yeah, it's at least that. And definitely the the story about the part about the the man, the pet peddler killed yeah. is definitely true is just awful yeah well i don't know if that part's definitely true you don't. i i tried to find i actually like tried looking up like history of the area and trying to find like the gruesome murder or something that they're talking about i couldn't find anything huh but you know i mean this is also like before the civil war so yeah yeah true um mass printing was not and this not is like the a tiny little town at the time. Like it wasn't even an official town. It was like a township. Um, oh wow! So right. So could be that it just like wasn't reported well. But but even so, it's a very it's a very fun spooky story. Yeah. So if you're ever on Buncombe Road, South Carolina. Keep your eye out for the ghost dog of Goshen Hill. Nice. The old happy name really freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. I I yeah, get it. I'm a skeptic, but I'm also like, I, as a kid, was very sensitive to like yeah. things that could creep you out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like scary movies now. But yep. Yeah. But I had to be careful. My dad showed me Jeepers Creepers, and I was like, well, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Uh, 
So we'll be back next week with another spooky puppy dog tale. Yeah. Um, I suggest we do a spook rating for Happy. And Ooh. I give him nine out of ten ghosts for his name alone. Yeah. <laughs> like the old Happy. That's creepy, man. Yeah. He gets a seven out of ten bats for... <laughs> for the way that he scares people because that's pretty good yeah i like them disappearing into the fog yeah that's spooky especially with the white fur i think it's a seven because it's like i've I've heard scarier well sure but there's some there's some class there yeah it's like classy scary yeah 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 (laughs) all right so until next week i you can find us on instagram at puppy dog tales pod you can also email us for stories. So send us a story about your dog or if you've ever seen a ghost, email us. Or a ghost cat. Puppydogtailspod at gmail.com. And you can also write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever pods are cast. If you give us five stars, more people can see us and hear me pronounce rural correctly. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, that, that's a feat. Like, you should be very proud. <laughs> All right. And until next time, keep calm and wag on. Okay,